on 14. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh, and this week we're going to be talking about dates. I've been always partial to April 25th because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. (laughs) (laughs) And we're done. All right. See you next week, kids. That was my dad's birthday, by the way, April 25th. That's why I always like that quote. I'm curious about the subtitle for this one on the show notes, dating and sexing and stalking and raping and pillaging. And I'm really concerned about. I'm uh, guessing Pat wrote it. Holy crap. (laughs) I may have got a little carried away. I didn't (laughs) take the right notes. You guys don't date the way I do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this episode is going to be used in court. <laughs> Apparently I'm not a pirate. Yeah, the title of this episode will be Exhibit A. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So this week we are talking about dating lives, how things were like for us back then, dating style and dating now for the marrieds, for the not marrieds, for the Pat. Th- this show could go one of two ways. We'll find out. Uh, if you like going one of two ways, you might nah. like the shows on the Podcast Collective, such as Joel's Own the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour with Pillaging, I Am Salt Lake, The Empty Rant Podcast, The Dog Induced Show, and of course, The Rad Dad Radio Hour. He started to slip into 76 trombones there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I didn't mean to. I don't want to get a copyright strike. <laughs> be the music dad radio hour at that point. Music man. This is a music man joke, a little Broadway joke there for you. Little, you, you liking these Broadway jokes, guys? Huh? That's what sell, that's what that brings people in. They're like, I love this podcast, but do they talk about Broadway jokes? <laughs> not, not enough Broadway humor. Not enough. Seriously. Sounds like trouble. Right here in River City. <laughs> with a capital T? That rhymes with P. <laughs> I still can get over the fact they wrote a song about Gary, Indiana. And it was sung by Opie. What was it called? <laughs> <laughs> Mayberry RFD. It was called The Jacksons Are From Here. Oh. We gave you The Jacksons, Leave Us Alone. <laughs> That's a better title. I like that. Live her alone. <laughs> looking for more of this. Uh, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse FM, NoonFM.com, and Podchaser. Leave us a review. Uh, give Call it 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Yeah, did you know you could also call us by clicking the Call Now button on Facebook? Yeah. On our page. On our page. Not anymore. No, it's just, just on click. Facebook. Yeah, you just can't just click any Call Now and reach us. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. I don't know. I've never tried. <laughs> and leave us a review on Podchaser. Yes. We like it. Or call us. Like and subscribe. Click the button. We did have a little chitter chatter about the about uh, snack food. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Somebody didn't know that tater skins are still in existence. I did not know that. Yeah, I literally ate a bag of them on the way to Gen Con. Huh. Well, not not on the way to Gen Con, on the way to Chicago. They have them in the break room at work. Oh, yep. They got they got baked potato appeal because they're made with potatoes and skins that are real. Oh my god! Time. I was thinking we we could probably go back to that snack food too. Snack food. The snacking, <laughs> snack attack, electric snackaloo, <laughs> electric snackaloo. All right, yeah, that's about that time with that one. This week in music, movies, and TV. Sports. 
All right. So this week, <laughs> Patrick has chosen <laughs> June 25th, 2004, the release of the movie The Notebook. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is widely considered to be the best date movie of all time. So, Is it, though? I don't know. It Human really... Centipede is right up there. <laughs> yeah. And up there. And up there. <laughs> ah, Just up in the middle. Nobody wants to be B. Nope. My beloved three dog. <laughs> All right. So uh, music. The number one song in the land was Usher's Burn in the middle of a seven week run before climbing back for another eight weeks after losing the number one spot for a week to Fantasia's I Believe. This was the first single to ever debut at number one. Really? Yep. Huh. The internet doesn't lie. Fantasia. Why do I not know that song? Fantasia Barino from yeah. American Idol. Yeah, she won one of the seasons of American Idol. Mm. Well, there you go. That explains it right there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And just like any other American Idol, you know, like the first song shoots at the top of the charts and then you never hear from them again. I mean, there was a couple that that's sustained, but yeah, Clay Aiken and your light, yeah, such and such. Kelly Clarkson for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's definitely the the poster child for American Idol success. Then there's Justin Guarini. He didn't win, but he lost. Or the gray-haired guy. What was his name? Uh, the blues guy. I know uh, Taylor something. Yeah, Taylor. I almost said Taylor Dane. <laughs> <laughs> William Taylor Hart. Hicks. Oh. Taylor Hicks. Taylor Hicks. Yeah. Well, then there was the bald guy that went on to be the lead of Daughtry. Or well, Daughtry went on to be the lead of Fuel. I mean, Chris Daughtry. I think his name. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think he won. I thought he was no. like a second or third place. Yeah, he yeah, didn't most win. Of the, most of the people that have achieved success after that show are not the winners. It's people that got knocked out first. And then you've got uh, Hutt, Jennifer uh, oh, Hudson. Oh, what's your face? Jennifer Hudson. Yeah, she's, yeah. she finished like sixth, I think. And look at her career, man. Grammy award winning, Academy award winning. It's everywhere. Yeah, she's about to be an EGOT. Is that something in Star Wars? Utini. <laughs> so on oh, June twenty second, he, <laughs> he saved that shit for you. <laughs> the RIAA. Fuck the RIAA. And its anti-piracy campaign sued 482 more John Doe's that could possibly be file-sharing users. I would download a car. Yeah, yeah. If that was a possibility, fuck yeah. They just they just 3D printed a boat last week. I want somebody to 3D print a 3D printer. Ooh, 3Dception. Yeah, maybe they should 3D print you a date. Oh, topical. <laughs> See. <laughs> So, at a June 25th fundraiser auction held at Christie's in New York, a treasured guitar built, owned, and played by Eric Clapton fetched a record $959,500. Holy crap. The guitar, called Blackie, was built by Clapton by hand from other fenders in 1973 and was expected to reach $150,000, but a bidding war broke out. The previous record price for a guitar was in 1999 when a bidder paid $497,500 for Clapton's 1956 Fender Stratocaster, brownie not real good with the names huh no <laughs> and why are his guitars fetching more than like i don't know hendrix i mean i don't know i don't know i mean but that that was a specific like a big charity fundraiser thing so people just could have been going nuts i mean have they auctioned off any of his guitars i don't know yeah hendrix he's had a couple auctioned off okay i mean when i think guitars i don't clapton he you know he's fine but i don't think of him like as a guitar virtuoso well, you should. Uh, a lot of people do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should. He's he's one of the top ten yeah, easily. He's up there, Joel. He's up there with the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Clapton is, is, is 
technically one of the best guitar players ever. Yeah, that Don Henley, he's a uh, he's quite the guitar player. Did I I said Clapton? I think is what is the person that I referenced. Yeah, you did. No, I was just going back to the Eagles. Yeah, I know you were. Shut your face. Me, 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 me. And move on to the next bullet point before I punch you. Me, 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 me. When in Schiebel, Germany, for his A reality tour, David Bowie suffered a heart attack on stage on June 25th and was subsequently rushed to the emergency room for an angioplasty. The incident brought an abrupt end to the tour and prompted Bowie to move away from both music and public life in the following years. His next album didn't come out until nine, nearly nine years later. Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize he had had a heart attack. It's a good reason to take a break. Death is a better reason. I mean, not that he looked super healthy, but a heart attack wouldn't be one of the things I'd expect him to have. Right? Yeah, he always looked like he was in, you know, good shape. And finally, Naomi Shemer was a leading Israeli musician and songwriter, hailed as the first lady of Israeli song and poetry. Her song, Yerushalayim Shel Saviv, Saiv? Sahav. I'm trying to get the last word there. <laughs> that was worth it. That's, that was why I kept that whole bullet point in, was just for that. That Zoolander ate half an volcano. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's called Jerusalem of Gold, is the actual, the American version, the English version. Written in 1967, she became an unofficial second aunt. Let me start over. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. This is awesome. Oh, oh, yes. Let's do this all over again. <laughs> Naomi Shemer was a leading Israeli musician and songwriter hailed as the first lady of Israeli song and poetry. Her song, Jerusalem of Gold, written in 1967, oh. became an unofficial second anthem after Israel won the Six-Day War that year and reunited Jerusalem. She died of cancer on June 26th and was absorbed in Israeli. You cheated. That doesn't count. Yerushalayim Shel Zahav. Zahav. That's much better. Hassan Pfeffer Incorporated. <laughs> All right, moving on to movies. The number one movie in the land, Fahrenheit 9-11, broke the record for a highest opening weekend earnings in the United States for a documentary, earning $23.9 million on the way to almost $120 million in ticket sales. Oof. I have yet to see it. I don't remember if I saw that one either. I think I tuned out after bowling for Columbine. Hmm. I have nothing more to say about that. So, <laughs> movies released this week included... Spider-Man 2, starring Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst, Dodgeball, Around the World in 80 Days, The Terminal, White Chicks, and The Notebook. Now, that Around the World in 80 Days, is that the one Guy with uh, yeah, Jackie, Jackie Chan? Chan and uh, Owen Wilson? Right? No, mm-hmm. that's the Guy Pierce one. Guy Pierce made sure one? Is. Yeah, pretty sure that's the Guy Pierce version. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson is Shanghai Nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're thinking of a completely different movie. Well, Jackie Wilson and... Oh, with Jackie Wilson <laughs> and Owen Chan. <laughs> Gotta love that Owen Chan. And Canfield was in that, I think. Nope. Around the World in 80 Days, 2004, starring Jackie Chan, oh, Steve Coogan, Coogan Cecile DeFrance, Robert Fife, Jim Broadbent, Roger Hammond. Well, what the fuck was the Guy Pierce oh, movie? That's bad. Ravenous. I don't know. I could see Memento. mixing up Jim Broadbent and Guy Pierce. Like, I wouldn't, but <laughs> I could see it. How? Jim Broadbent's like an older gentleman who's balding. Guy Pierce is sexy and younger. Well, mm-hmm. are you trying to say Jim Broadbent isn't sexy? Jim Broadbent, I think Moulin Rouge. Uh, oh, I guess, I guess I had Jim Broadbent confused with somebody else. Jim Caviezel? I probably, yeah, yeah. Sexy Jesus? 
I mean, okay, you know. I, I'm moving on. Well, from <laughs> Why are you trying to be the offensive one this week, Joel? I don't know. General George Patton IV, famous for his gruff personality as much as his aggressive battle tactics, died on June 27th. George C. Scott won an Oscar for his portrayal of the general in the movie Patton. Not the same year. Huh. There was a part of me that wanted to end that sentence with George C. Scott won an Oscar for his portrayal of the general in the movie Mulan. (laughs) (laughs) Great movie if you haven't seen it. Yes. Uh, And I love, honestly, anything with George C. Scott. He's, he can be funny, too. I'll make a man out of you! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so TV, the top shows in the land were CSI, American Idol, and Friends. That sounds right. Yay. 2004? That seems late, but yeah. Friends was still on, I guess. Yeah. I think it was the last season. That's why it was in the top three. I read an article that all of them took a percentage of the profits and what do they call it when they oh, the syndication uh, like for syndication rights yeah yeah they took syndic- uh, a percentage of the syndic- <laughs> syndication <laughs> rights <laughs> syndicate right. and uh and none of them have to work again oh no never yeah i mean they rake in millions every year so uh also on july 21st dennis leary's rescue me a dark comedy about a new york firefighters debuted that should be june 21st sorry no not like a yeah, they would still. know anyway Someone yep. would call. I hope. And it failed because Larry had to do his own material. Oh, oh fuck that hack. <laughs> I like no cure for cancer. I never, I would, I mean, he did kind of rip off Bill Hicks, but I never thought Bill Hicks was that good at it. So I think Bill Hicks is overrated personally. Ripping off someone who's overrated doesn't exactly improve your. No, no. And I'm not at all. I'm not backing up Dennis Leary in the, in this debate. I'm just saying that, you know, Bill Hicks, it's, it's like, you know, um, He's no Owen Chan. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Oh, no, I, I, I wanted I, to hear I, you go off I, on comedians. You've got a very I, I, I do. I have a lot. Of, that's why I decided to stop. I, oh, I like hearing you rant. <laughs> Wrestlers and uh, comedians. I think this would be a big one. Wrestlers and yeah, He has opinions. He does. <laughs> uh, on June 20th, Rodney Dangerfield made his final appearance as a talk show guest on CBS's The Late Late Show with Craig Kilborn. Uh, rest in peace. That's I hope you're getting respect in heaven. Did I ever tell you, Pet, about the Rodney Dangerfield six degrees that I have? No. I don't think so. But I'd like to that hear it. doesn't sound familiar. When I was working at the grocery store, I was talking about, I made a, made a Rodney Dangerfield crack about the triple Lindy or something <laughs> like that. And one of the women that I work with, she's like, oh, you like Rodney Dangerfield? I'm like, oh, who doesn't? You know, that was my reply. And she's like, you know, my sister dated him for a while. Oh, huh. wow. Like, no, I don't know that. <laughs> Why would you not start any conversation with that phrase? Like, hello, my name is so-and-so. My sister once dated Rodney Danger. So they apparently dated for like a month and then, you know, broke it off. But I'm like, oh, that just put me two degrees closer to right. Rodney Dangerfield. I know. I'll take it. That dude was so funny. He, he, God, yeah. You guys ever heard about the, the time his first movie he was ever in was Caddyshack. And the first time he was on set and recorded some stuff. It was the scene when he and Wang pull up to the golf course in his obnoxious Cadillac and make that big scene out in the parking lot talking to the valet and everything. Mm-hmm. That was the very first scene he ever filmed on a movie set. And when they cut, he went over to one of the PAs and he's like, uh, yeah, I'm dying out there. It's like, it's like a graveyard. And they're like, no, no one's allowed to laugh because we're recording. We're all dying. We just, 
because you didn't understand how movies worked. You know, they're not allowed to laugh while they're recording. So. That had to really hurt him, too. <laughs> right? Because he's, he's like, what the hell's going on out of here? I'm dying out here. This is my best stuff. <laughs> right? No one is laughing at all. And he's just like, oh, shit. He didn't understand, you know. In the meantime, everybody's biting their tongue right? and vibrating and trying not <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, that'd laugh. be hard. Because if you're on a, as a stand-up comedian and you're on stage and used to getting that reaction, and all of a sudden exactly, it's, yeah. it's like quiet. Yeah, I mean, it, it, feel, it mm-hmm. feels like you're dying on stage. Exactly. You know, as, a, as, a, as a stand-up, that's exactly how it feels. When, when there's just nothing, you're just like, ugh. <laughs> Story you're of my life. You're conditioned to hear that laughter. It's like, you know, approval. Uh, yeah, that is a story. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, moving on to sports. On June 20th, the 104th U.S. Open Men's Golf Tournament was held at Shinnecock Hills in New York. Known for its poor conditions and rough play, the course was extra dry due to a heat wave, with officials watering the greens between groups. Shinnecock was dry. <laughs> I hate when my Shinnecock is dry. I don't like a shin to my cock. I get no respect. <laughs> and there you ruined it. Retif Goosen of South Africa won his second Open title, two strokes ahead of runner-up and reigning Masters champion Phil Mickelson. The Orlando Magic selected forward center Dwight Howard with the first overall pick of the 2004 NBA draft on June 24th, directly out of Southwest Atlanta Christian Academy. Hmm. One of the, one of I think only eight guys in the history of the NBA that's ever been drafted straight out of high school. LeBron James wow. would be one of them. Yeah. Kevin Garnett would be another. Moses Malone is a few of them. And then lastly, Daryl J. Russell was an American National Hot Rod Association drag racer and the 2001 NHRA Rookie of the Year. On June 27th at the NHRA Sears Craftsman Nationals in St. Louis, he was competing in the second round when his dragster suffered an explosion, went out of control, and crashed just after it passed the finish line. Russell was extracted from his dragster, unconscious but breathing, and transported by air to the St. Louis Medical Center, where he was later pronounced dead. The official report stated that one of the rear tires blew out, damaging the back of the race car. Shrapnel caused by the exploding tire entered the driver's cockpit from the rear, fatally injuring Russell. Flying debris from the explosion killed him, not the impact from the crash. Gateway named one of the grandstands the acronym of the week. Jesus. TDRS in his memory. And TDRS stands for... Tinder destroyed Ruben Stuttered. (laughs) (laughs) A little more American Idol humor there for you. The Velvet Teddy Bear. Nice tie-in. Very good. Uh, I I was wondering how you were going to... I was was like, what direction is he going to take this? (laughs) Looks like lining it up for the darkness. (laughs) See, I thought when you first started reading this, and I realized he was going to crash, the first thought in my head was, did he win? I mean, he passed but, the finish no, line. That, that is obviously the Daryl Russell stands, and that is the name of the grandstands. And that is the end of the tweet. Play us off, keyboard Joel. <laughs> is, are, you, are you playing that for Ruben Stuttered? <laughs> All right, so after some, I don't want to say heated debate. <laughs> After the, the the conversation of the dating show came up and everybody went, okay, okay. all right, no. we're talking about dating, dating, I guess, high school, maybe pre-high school, college, whatever, whatever not. I don't even know. And I think one of the things that we should uh, indicate early on here is that 
We are deleting the names to protect the innocent. We are? <laughs> delete you. <laughs> He's not innocent, though. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, we never dated. We were common law married, but we never dated. <laughs> and there it is. Oh, it's ah. All right. So, question all around. <laughs> Sorry. How old were you when you went on your first real date? Not like sitting in the back seat of your girlfriend's father's car as he stares at you with the. Uh, he was a pervert. The rear view mirror. <laughs> I'm just telling you that right now, Mike. That guy was a pervert. I like to watch. <laughs> I like when my daughter goes on dates so I could just stare at him. They call me Pervy McPullface. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> it's been a literally two minutes and we're at a place I don't know. <laughs> uh, we we deteriorated fast. <laughs> my first date it was uh like official date out, not in the back of a car with a weirdo pervert, or just like hanging out at a friend's house. Um I was in eighth grade and it was my first official girlfriend. And I believe the first date, if I remember correctly, was Tonight on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, uh, followed up with our second date going to see Motley Crue uh, at Kemper Arena. Wow. Eighth grade. That's my first date, officially. You went from the movies to Motley Crue? Yep. Well, I suppose when you're wealthy like that. (laughs) I didn't pay for the tickets. (laughs) I don't think. My mom might have. I don't know. Yeah. Or her mom. This is an old callback to how wealthy you were when you were growing up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's not like my butler was in the back seat going. <laughs> yeah, he always sat in the front seat. <laughs> that was my chauffeur, dumbass. Good God. I had none of those things. Good you Lord. wouldn't know that because you were one of the poors. <laughs> 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 then I didn't date below my station. Why don't you go make some money and come back and talk to me later? <laughs> I honestly don't know the answer to this question. Really? Like, yeah. Even like, like an estimate? I, I'm going to have to guess it was probably sometime in college. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, when you're talking like official, official, yeah, probably. What are we saying is the official date? Like your parents not there. You're driving yourself. Yeah. You're saying no perverts involved. I'm still waiting. Well, if we're, talking about, <laughs> if we're talking about where we drove and everything, then no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. What, what is the like? What is the stipulation? What are we? Because I started like in second grade playing house and messing around with girls and stuff. That's but I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, but but I'm just want to say it wasn't a date. But I'm saying it progressed on from there. And then, you know, I mean, I don't necessarily know when to. Say, oh, what do you mean it progressed on from there? How old were you at this time? My first kiss was in kindergarten, and that first French kiss was a couple of years later. So, if we're talking, we're not talking sexual exploits. We're talking Dodger a slut. We're talking. But it was, I mean, but it was like. I mean, I'm not joking. Like it. But that's uh, yeah. I, I can't say names, but yeah, we. Yeah, I mean, date. no. But I'm just saying. At what point are we drawing the line where now it's a date? Is what I'm saying. Uh, going out to do something, whether it's a Renaissance fair or a movie or a concert or dinner the rent i don't know i was trying to think of something you'd do as a kid see and that's the thing is there were encounters like that in high school but i don't remember actually taking anybody out what about like dances high school dances or proms or something like that doesn't help me but yeah well yeah i never did any of that 
Yeah, but that, I mean, that still puts you in high school. So was there something before? Uh, yeah, high school yeah dance? of course. Yeah. yeah. So if, so if Josh is calling it a maybe, maybe call, probably college, maybe high school. What about you then, Patrick? It sounds like you might have an earlier date. I mean, I guess my fir- first official date would probably have been when I was 14 with uh, my first ever like real <laughs> girlfriend that I, that I had in uh beginning of eighth grade. We're, we're, we're still friends on Facebook. I know. I saw you post about her. Do you remember what you did? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, not too long ago I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just this last. Yeah, week. we went to um, we went to the mini golf place because uh, there was a lock in and going on. It was like multi church lock in going on, and I asked her if she wanted to go with me as like a you know a date, and we spent the whole night with each other. Does that count though? Uh, yeah. Considering there was there was yeah, it counts. Well, the mini golf thing I think would count, <laughs> not the lock in part. I mean, we we are. It was like our first date. We were actually a couple after that. I mean, we dated for like five months or something. I mean, that was the first time we ever kissed and held hands and whatever. And like, I mean, we spent like eight hours together. I I mean, that was like four dates in one. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say that that qual the mini golf part is what you won me over. Well, I mean, this was a, a, a one of those facilities that had it had like three different mini golf courses, go karts, batting cages, arcades. The the kitchen was open all night, so I mean we did all kinds of shit. It was like literally just like an, a f- fun eight hour you know hangout with a girl that ended up giving up playing. I see this whole thing happening like like a montage in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you, you know that and forever well, young's point. Here's my here's my point that makes this a date. What Daniel did for um for Allie and the first Karate Kid is what we did for eight hours. That's a date. Golf. You fought Cobra Kai? We went to the goddamn multi... I will, <laughs> I will turn this podcast around, I swear to God. Oh, please, anytime. Please. <laughs> well, then, Mike, what about you, since Patrick is quantifying things? Uh, first actual day, probably senior year of high school. Do you remember what you did? Like, yeah. What, what your date consisted of? Um, I think we went to Great America. Oh, that's a date. Yeah, that's a good first date. What the hell? <laughs> fucking with you. It's a good first date. I know. I agree. Went to Great America and uh, went kayaking. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Talking about me being rich. <laughs> what? You realize it costs literally nothing to kayak, right? You need a kayak. You know, we've. my dad has like 14 of them. You can, yeah. I was going to say, he, his dad builds them for fun. His dad, his dad accidentally builds them. Like he just doesn't even mean to. He just walk. He he, he goes to the hardware store and he, he goes and walks into the garage. He's like, "Oh, I accidentally built a kayak." Shit. And his mustache yeah. is building one at the same time. Like, he's like, "I was trying to build a bookshelf and I accidentally built a kayak." All right. No, I mean, I uh, dated a girl in high school and senior year kayaking with Great America. I'm still friends with her, Facebook and all that. And wait well, for the prom and homecoming thing. Is the thing is my my high school. Like around senior year, there was uh, there was only a hundred kids in my my high school completely, like totally same. So yeah, so like when I tell people I was thirty second in my class, I never mention that there were only forty five of us. You know, it's like they're like, oh wow, that was pretty good. I'm like, yeah, yeah, thirty second. There you go. I'm just the opposite. When I tell them I was valedictorian, I don't tell them there was only a hundred kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's like when I graduated eighth grade and I was a salutatorian. There was only two of us. So, <laughs> <laughs> you managed, you managed to be in the bottom half of a two person true story. <laughs> but, yep, there was two of us. She's gone on to be a filmmaker and I'm here. Aw. Podcasting in my basement. Uh but uh no for the problem the homecoming thing is like when you hit like junior senior year of a high school where you only have a hundred people there, you kinda know who you do and don't wanna 
you know, date. By that point, you're like, well, no, I don't want There was nobody there my senior year homecoming before I met this other girl that was like, oh, well, you know, I want to go to homecoming, hang out with my friends, but I, there's nobody I want to take on a date. And my mom suggested in her ways, why don't you take your cousin? Oh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's that was my initial reaction to it, too. And I'm like, come on. Seriously? She goes, no. Think about it. You and her, you always have a great time whenever there's a wedding. You have fun dancing on the dance floor for weddings and that sort of thing with the family. You know, there's no pressure. You've known each other for your entire lives. Then I'm like, you know what? Why the hell not? So I gave her a call. You want to go homecoming with me? So she went to the homecoming dance with me. And the next Monday, everybody's like, who was that blonde? Oh, no. Yeah. And then I was like, it was my cousin. It was like, bullshit. Nobody actually does that. And I'm like, I do. It was actually, we had a great time. You know, went there as cousins and had a good time, danced and went to dinner and went home. Did she put out? I was going to ask that. Well, she's adopted, uh, so all you know, there's no hex. Oh hexon, yeah, so. hell yeah. Oh, oh, this is this like this is like tab. That just improved the story this a is lot. Tab eighty-eight, baby. <laughs> Dear penthouse, I can't believe I'm writing you. <laughs> I never thought this would happen to me. <laughs> you sound like Homer when you do that. <laughs> what about Good. the strangest date? What's the strangest well, date? Well, are we on? talking about prom and homecoming, or are we skipping past that? Well, I, mean, I just talked about homecoming. Pat just talked about it too. I mean, yeah, I went to yeah. seven different proms over the course of my high school career. I remember the two because I was kind of like the jiggle out there. I was when people would call and be like, "Hey, I got four friends. One of them doesn't have a date. You want to?" I, w- I have been to prom at Neighborville Central, Orland Park. God, there's like four different proms that I've been to out in this in this area, but I never actually went to the schools. Yeah, I went to a lot of proms that I didn't go to. That's funny. But most of my school, my own school functions, the dances, and everything, I was the DJ for them. So I didn't really take dates to any of those. Ah, so was I. Yeah. Uh, for, well, for the regular dances, special ones, which incidentally, after my eighth grade girlfriend, I didn't have another girlfriend until senior year of high school. So there was a, a bit of a, a pat spell there. But um, <laughs> I, uh, I, was, I made homecoming court every year. Never got, never won. And then I went to junior prom and senior prom. And I, I was actually elected prom king. And I went to prom with the girl that I had wanted to date all of high school and never did and still didn't date her after that. So what you're saying is you peaked. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> yeah. No, see, but when we were like homecoming, it was always like everybody went as friends. Like there was very few couples that went in high school and I didn't meet my senior year girlfriend at my high school. I met her at summer camp and you guys met her. She came and visited me to college, but Oh yeah. Um, I vaguely remember her. Yeah, she. Damn it, uh, I was gonna we bust dated. him on making up the out-of-state girlfriend. Nope, we went. We dated all through summer, and then she came out to visit me in college, and we dated for till like October or so, and then then we split and got back together briefly, and then so she split. broke up with you. <laughs> and now she's a neurosurgeon. I don't know. All the people I date go on to be like these amazing people, and I'm uh, yeah. Same here. Everyone that breaks up with me goes on to have a great life, right? So. While while with with you. You're peaking. They're like shit. I've bottomed out. Yeah, I got exactly, exactly. <laughs> Holy crap! It's, it, it's it's not even a joke. <laughs> it's, like, it's it's sad, isn't it, Pat? We're we're very much alike, and it's frightening me. Something's got to be better than this. <laughs> I have been a lot of women's like last like like okay, take stock of my life. Let's get some shit together here. Like, what you know is living an amazing life. Huh? <laughs> See, so if your life is shitty, date exactly. Pat for a month. I'm, I'm open to it. You can go only go up after that. If, if, Mine improved. <laughs> plus, Slightly. plus I'm a good kisser. So there is that. Yeah, yeah. 
your life will improve and you get to make out with a good kisser. I mean, win-win, right? He does have some DSLs. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Josh, did you ever do prom and homecoming? I can't see you as that type. Nope. Yeah. Not my scene. I can't. I can't imagine you knowing you. You know, meeting you in, as freshman year in college. I just I, I didn't see that as your scene, but wanted to. All ask. right. Here is my promise to you, gentlemen. Tonight, when we are done recording the show, I will post on our page some pictures of my prom, the proms I went to because I have them on my computer somewhere. Oh, we should. Okay, then I will post my prom picture too. All right. Oh, I'll have to do some digging, but. <sighs> Anyway, you were saying like strangest date. I there was a girl that I had a crush on in eighth grade, and I found her on Facebook. This happened probably I don't know ten years ago, fifteen years ago, something like that. Found her on Facebook and asked her out on a date, and she agreed. And we met. Uh, I went and picked her up at her work, and we went out on this date after her after work. And no joke, I I thought things were going all right, you know, but she, it was a little bit awkward and whatever. But I thought it was going okay, and then. I go to the bathroom and I come out and she's literally like got her hand on the thigh and like looking a guy in the eyes of another man at the bar. And I'm just like, okay, you know, and I sit down and she pretty much almost proceeds to ignore me. So I just got up at one point and like, well, I'm going to the bathroom again. And I just left. Wow. Yeah. Good on you. (laughs) I can see I'm no longer needed here. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't want to be in your way guy. You know, so damn, I'm trying to think girl i dated when i was going to junior college i don't even know how i met her but like i took her out on date brought her back home walked her up to her you know she was still with parents apartment took her to her parents apartment and then she opened the door and her cat walked up to her and she was like oh she picked up the cat and she goes it's like our little kid and i was like yeah got in the car drove home called her up like yeah i don't think i want to do this anymore um, <laughs> broke up with her over the phone after that because I was just like, yeah, it got a little weird for me. And then, uh, of course, I'm some after hanging up the phone, my mom's in the in the kitchen. And she's like, did you just call the girl you just dropped off on a date and break up with her? I'm like, yeah. Like, was she upset? Yeah. Do you feel upset? Yeah. And, and upset enough to drive back out there and apologize? No. Nah. <laughs> yeah. no. I was like. Comparing comparing your pets to children and saying our children really get a, for an 18, 19 year old kid was kind of like, who got custody though? <laughs> the neighbors, Joel. There you go. Closure. Oh, you were dating the neighbors too. I was dating the neighbors too. Yes. You oh. just take Wait, that. you were, na- you were dating the neighbor's cat? <laughs> I'm so, I'm, yes, I was dating the neighbor's I'm cat. I'm so confused. What's happening here? <laughs> Joel, weirdest one. I don't think I never really had any strange dates because on the other side, they have all kinds of stories. (laughs) (laughs) The girls you dated have something to say about that. I'm sure they do. Oh, no, no. I I always had, you know, the real plain Jane, straightforward kind of things. I never had any like really weird stuff happen. I can't get over the fact you were prom king. (laughs) Yep. That was back when he was popular. Yep. (laughs) Long before we met him. (laughs) (laughs) oh shit we're the bottom (laughs) (laughs) it it finally dawned on joel like after 25 years wait you guys are my bottom (laughs) uh power bottoms Uh, top it's like alcoholics anonymous what was your bottom well i started this on this podcast and that's how a lot of our people come to us bottoming out (laughs) 
Yeah. Power bottoming out. Power bottoming out. Yep. My God, we have wandered off on this conversation. <laughs> I think everybody's I, just a little kind of awkward about it. That's I all. think we're kind of a little bit scared to to talk too much. But well, yeah, we're trying to be respectful of the people that we dated. But yeah, that's it, Joel. <laughs> no, I once went on a went on a date with a girl who um, we were hooking up in the end of the night, and she started crying because she couldn't stop thinking about the guy she had just broken up with. And I'm like, "Well, this is awkward now." Ow. So I, I'm like, get, "Like, can you just stop crying for like five minutes, please?" So I can finish. Then, <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Wow. <laughs> All right, so Ben has no qualms about. Oh, what's not like? Yeah, no, I'll I'll tell you anything. I don't give a shit. Well, yeah, I know, but uh, in real life, sure. Yeah, you know, well, whatever. I mean, I'm not running for office, not that I know of. <laughs> and by the time I decide to run for office, it's going to be very clear that your background doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not uh, gonna be one of those those little you know canaries out in the in the in the cave trying to figure out what's safe and what's not. No, I'm clearly going to be one of the guys behind the canary going, okay, thank you. I'll, I'll move ahead. So <laughs> I got to wait for this generation that lives through their phones to realize, okay, everybody does stupid shit. It doesn't matter so much. And then I can finally be like, okay, I'll be your president now. I should be president. Okay. I should be president is the point of all this. That's, that's the takeaway here. <laughs> yeah. Day's coming. <laughs> Thinking about it, I think the weirdest things about the dates I had in college is I I went through a series of like being really nervous about asking somebody out. And uh, when they said yes, I'd go on one date and decided, well, they were willing to date me, so they're not good enough. (laughs) The old Groucho (laughs) Marx. Yeah, it really was. Yep, I've been through that. Like, I I specifically remember when I lived in uh, in Mike's basement, the 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 thought. (laughs) Of like, I don't want to bring any woman back here because any woman that would be willing to come back here and sleep with me in a princess bed is not a woman I want to be with anyway. It's the only bed we had left. <laughs> it's not my fault. It was a four post. No, but I'm just saying, any woman that would be be okay with that is probably not a woman I need in my life. Well, probably not. I mean, <laughs> but then again, where are you going to get your mess? <laughs> So breakups. Oh boy. Oh man, I right before I got to Concordia, a girl broke up with me on a 14-day cycling tour through the middle of like Washington state middle of nowhereness, right? Where there's a group of about 20 of us, we're all riding through Washington state. She breaks up with me by cheating on me with one of my friends that's on tour with us at the time. Wow. And then this rumor came up that I was going to ride my bike in front of a truck. <laughs> so everyone started getting it. And I'm like, where are you getting this from? I'm like, first off, if I'm going to kill myself over a woman, it's not going to be her. <laughs> you know, that's not, this is not how this is going to go out. So I came back after, a ne- and the worst part about it was, it was like a 14 day tour. And it was day five. <laughs> so it wasn't like, oh, wow, this thing's been going on behind my back this whole time. It was like, hey, you two assholes, what are you doing? And then another 10 days of that. So, and it's not like I can just go home. I mean, it's, I'm in the middle of fucking Washington. Broke up with her. She winds up going to Concordia too. What? Oh. Yeah, she was dating. She wound up dating that security guy that had a little weird mustache, the real skinny guy. Hey, like a pompadour. Good news though, because when I got there the very first day, I met 
who is now my wife. Who? That all worked out then. Yeah. Yeah. What's her name? I'll, I'll, I'll introduce you yeah, to her. That'd be nice to meet her. Yeah, the skinny guy from security. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my takeaway from that. <laughs> and then she got oh. mad at me because what? Let's see. We we were supposed to go out to Woodfield Mall, go hang out out there, and it was like me and her and four other people, and they all dropped out except for her right before it. So we wound up going with me and her, and who I thought was at at the time was her brother actually turned out to be her cousin. And apparently I turned it into a date instead of just hanging out because I bought her hot dog and fries at the AMW there. Well, I know if you give me some meat, I'm going to think we're on a date. Well, you get some tube steak. Yeah. I have so many bad breakup stories. Um, I'm not sure which one we want to go with. We can go with anything that involves bloodshed. Uh, oh, bad breakup. I have been slapped several times. That's not, a, that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> Well, that's that's just like an existence. Oh. Of you, you, um, Josh was there for one of my ugly breakups. Uh, the Galuli. Remember that? <laughs> was remember, I? Do you remember the day she was knocking on my door on our door for an hour straight? Or uh, there's a Galuli at the door. Because I told her I, I was done with her, and I didn't, you know, I didn't want to see her anymore. She didn't want to hear that, so she she got somebody to let her into our dorm, and at like eight in the morning, she's knocking on my door for an hour. Oh God! See, I joke about. Severe alcohol abuse fucking with my memory. But this is like, I know I was there. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were both but, sleeping and she woke both of us up and you're like, would you get rid of her? And I'm like, I'm not going to go talk to her. I'm done with her. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that after it happened, hearing about it. I don't think I was there. I do remember hearing about it. Then there there was, what else was there? There was the, the woman that broke up with me because she told me I was too immature for her and I had no uh, focus and no vision for my life. <laughs> And what makes it funny is like, is you said nanny nanny boo boo. I said so is your face. So no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so um, I was like, okay, whatever, you know. I, I at that point I didn't really give a shit. So um, about six months later, I was doing my buddy a favor. He worked for a survey company. Literally was doing him a favor. Didn't need to do it. He just needed you know a body there and ask standing in a grocery store asking people survey questions as they walked out the door. And none other but her walks up to me. And the funny part is I didn't even recognize her. She it took until she walked away with a look of disgust. And like when I asked her if I could ask her some questions and she looked at me, she's like, Oh my god, and I didn't recognize her. And then she just kinda like sneered and walked away. And as she walked away, I'm like, Oh I <laughs> I would what So that's a no then. I wanted to chase after her, be like, No, no, I swear I'm not doing this for a living. No I was like, Ah, whatever, I'll just let that go. <laughs> Uh, wow. There was um, what else was there? There was the woman uh, we were dating and get along really well, and then she, you know, two months into our relationship, she found out that she was pregnant with her previous boyfriend's child. So we, I was like, okay, well, I'm out of here. <laughs> I just see it being like in The Simpsons where you hear that, <laughs> <laughs> like in the car peel away, and it was a cat. There was yeah. One. There's uh. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many. I, I'm I'm not good at breaking up with women, but I've done it a lot. I I remember one of the girls I dated in college that I uh, went drove to St. Louis to visit her as a surprise, and when I got there, her parents are like, "Um, she's not home," <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay," and they're like, "She's out," <laughs> and um, she's, so I'm she's like, getting married. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, well, you know, and and uh, we ended up going to hang out, and uh, and she ended things. And I, I remember it, this was on New Year's Eve, driving back to her house, and I the guy there was a guy in the front seat that was driving. She was in the passenger seat and listening to the radio on New Year's Eve, going, "Yeah, this is quite the good way to bring in the New Year's." Yeah. Yikes. So, yeah. That was that was that was that was pretty crappy. Nobody's ever hit me or anything. I broke a bo- with a woman once. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm I'm at this point really racking my brain to think about if she watches or she listens to this show or not. Uh, <laughs> gotta be careful yeah. with us. I don't, I don't think she, I don't think she does. And if she does, I'm, I apologize. Um, Just remember, you're the one who's going to be editing this show. So I once I once broke up with a woman with 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 what turned out to be the weekend her grandmother died because I didn't. Oh, I no. didn't want to have to go out of town with her to a marathon she was running because I hated waking up that early. Oh, I thought you were going to say to the funeral. That's what I thought he was going to say, too. <laughs> well, I mean, that was coming after that. So, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, no, it was... it was. I broke up with a woman because I. it was coming. It's not like this was the only reason. But the timing of it was specifically because I didn't want to have to go to that marathon. Ouch. Yeah, I mean, I've done a lot of horrible, shitty things in my in my life. I've not been a good person, and and I just breakups are my biggest biggest weakness as far as like being. I'm trying to improve the kind of person I am, but breakups are the worst. As far as like how I treat people when I'm breaking up with them, okay. Because I'm not, I, I'm, I don't know how to handle it, and I'm not good at it. Like once I've once I've lost interest, I just turn into a a real asshole. And that's the funny thing is that every person I've ever dated sans one i'm still friends with me too i've managed to like salt you know to to save it and be still be friends later but like oh don't touch for like the first six months after a break after because yeah i oh i take that back too i i have the bad habit or at least i had the bad habit of like i'm gonna be such a prick you're gonna want to leave me so when it finally happens you're not gonna care and that's not a healthy way to go about anything but that's i at least acknowledge that's what i do we should really be putting you in a better likes. We need to get you in a relationship because these two are married and I'm in a serious relationship. So we need to. Yeah, need I'm to sure this podcast really good. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> right? this, yeah let, let's talk all about how what an awful boyfriend I can be. Uh, that's that's what I'm all I'm thinking as we're doing this. I'm like, no, I can be a, a great. You can. I can be. I, but I mean, yeah. when I when I lose interest, I really become very apathetic and shitty. The needle swings pretty hard both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we just need to find somebody that can keep your interest. That's all. That's what. That's how it works with us manic depressives. Well, so then that's that's that brings up to the next question. And, and no, it doesn't. We haven't all answered the last. Yeah. One. It, oh, I'm no, not go sure. Ahead. I'm going to. I'm not sure. I'm going to top that. But the the most awkward breakup for me was when I found out she'd been lying to me about her age. She was underage, and I found out because her father worked with a friend of mine. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my god! Was, you just reminded me of another. Can I tell another story? I don't mean. Are you done? I don't. Wait, no. We, we gotta dig yeah, into I this say, one. I don't want to one up you. I, I gotta be careful because, like, we ran into each other later when she was actually like twenty two or twenty three and was with somebody else. But yeah, she she was seventeen and I thought she was nineteen because that's what she told me. <laughs> and yeah, a friend of mine worked with her dad, and it just happened to come up. Oh, that. uh yeah. It's making me think of Andy in the office. What's my girlfriend doing <laughs> right? here? You think she's a teacher? Yeah. Nope. Like a teacher? <laughs> nope. 
Well, that's We're not going to hold that. up in court. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was when I was 27, I think, um, 26, 27. I was dating an 18 year old, and I was coming back from my grandfather's funeral, and my car broke down in the middle of Illinois. I don't know if you guys remember when that happened. Is this when your car wound up getting crushed into a cube? Yeah, yeah, that car. Shit, I had stuff of mine. Yeah, in that I had car. a lot of stuff of mine in that car too. <laughs> well, I mean, it's your car. That makes sense. It wasn't my car. <laughs> Please tell me the girlfriend wasn't one of the things you had in that car. That, that's how you get rid of them. That was my worst breakup ever. Going to do a Quentin Tarantino movie all of a sudden. <laughs> Hers too. No, so um, my car broke down in the middle of Illinois, and I called her up on a payphone because this was back in the day before everybody had a cell phone. And, you know, I'm like, I need you to call you. Stop naming names. Now you're going to have to edit it. Oh, yeah, that's right. I have to cut her name out. Yeah. Um, I, I was like, I need you to call your, your friend because she was the one that had a car. I was like, I need, I need you to come down here and pick me up. I'll call you back in 10 minutes. I call her back in 10 minutes. I was like, are you on your way? You Can, can she, you guys come get me? And she's like, no, we can't come get you because she's grounded. <laughs> Wow. So I had to reevaluate my life at that point. I'm like, oh, should I really be dating an 18-year-old right now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. That was what did it. No, that really, I evaluated <laughs> it. I didn't act on that evaluation yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, maybe I should reassess things. I'm like a nickel. <laughs> no, the trick is to reassess it, and then you just ignore it after that. Like, yeah. Right. Oh, okay. okay. Right. It's all about disassociation. And denial, the two D's, the double D's. They're gonna make a hashtag about us after this show posts. <laughs> uh, then there was the girl I was long distance dating who called me up one day to tell me that, like, oops, sorry, last night I did some blow and screwed a guy. I was like, okay, well, I think we're done here. Story is all this time. <laughs> um, then there was, let's see, what else was there? Um, oh, there was, there was the. Well, no, I don't want to tell that one. I'll tell that one when we're not recording. <laughs> Although you yeah. you you kind of reminded me of another one because uh, even well before I met you guys, this would have been in high school. There was uh, somebody who I met on like, what then would have been considered online on a bulletin board service, and ended up we were talking for a long time, like one of those like over four or five weeks talking every night for however long. And when we finally met, it was so super awkward that we like talk to me once ever <laughs> again well like can we put a couple keyboards in between us again like right <laughs> right <laughs> yeah may- maybe a phone I'll-, I'll face away from you it's awkward though well we'll get to that when we get to the, the now more how the dating nowadays with how awkward yeah let's move on because i could keep talking about bad breakups like like it it makes me sad for you pat i uh, really want to give uh, you a hug right now like legitimately uh, I feel bad. Almost as good as him almost winding up with I knew, I that one time. As soon as Josh said something about <laughs> online bulletin boards, I'm like, he's not going to get out of this without uh, talking about her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that story. Um, let's see. who else? There was... Uh... Yeah, the best thing about that whole situation is she had to fax you the picture. Yeah. Yep. That's what's that's the, the technological situation we were in. She faxed you a picture of herself and she yeah. looked like Aunt B. I'm I'm just hoping it was a toner issue. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. I'll give her the benefit of the facsimile. You know? It really wasn't. Oh Jesus. <laughs> just the facts. Alright, yeah, I could go on and on about bad breakups. So uh let's move on to the next question. 
the longest relationship. I'll start off. That was uh, previously mentioned last episode and earlier in this episode. We were together for five and a half years. I was from when I was like 26 till early 30s. And we're just talking longest relationship while dating. Yes. Well, I don't know. I mean, okay. I guess we're. I mean, it's not technically dating, but like once you're married to somebody, that's still a relationship. Well, I was married in the then, so I'm going to say 23 <laughs> years. Yeah, you're going to win for sure. You're finally going to win. You're, you're finally going to win the record for the longest something. Ah! Oh. Oh. Uh, at least it's the same woman. Uh. She stuck with me, Pat. <laughs> womp womp. Hey, what were you going to say, Josh? Yeah, I was going to say for me, it definitely would have to be yeah, 14 years and counting. Sarah, I, that's hi, Sarah. Like that. wasn't I, i'm trying to figure out like second place isn't close yeah there's a huge just i mean every other relationship i've had has been like six months a year maybe a year and a half to two freaking decades well and when we get into the now we'll kind of get into the fact that like i i had some bad behavior for a few years so yeah like more than a week or two would have been long before for uh meeting sarah and dating sarah so for me i mean i i'm gonna split the two up here because if we're talking about because everything would have been in the then except for my current relationship which we'll talk about in the now but to 20 years well 22 years together 20 years married prior to that uh, my longest relationship up to the year 2000 would have been nine months and that was with the aforementioned breakup where I drove four hours and yeah. Otherwise it was like one day to three months at most for high school and college. I think was my second longest relationship. <laughs> That's just like, <laughs> just throw them out there. <laughs> just there's another one. You're like Eminem. You just don't give a fuck. Some of them I did. Well, yes. Shortest though. I just, I, one night stand doesn't really count as a date. So relationship or date trying to think probably for me there it goes yeah and that's yeah. a nickname i guess that's why i used a nickname yeah but how how long was that two weeks i'm trying to get a gauge here it was like it's like 10 days i think because I, I mean i say dating one date that i mean qualifies as a date but it's not really a relationship so i'm gonna say a week like if you walk around in public and you reckon and are recognized by other people as a couple i'd say that's dating yeah I, i'd say a week then yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, I, I was thinking about that because there's like the on again, off again. And there was someone who oh. we all know with me and that started in college and continued for years beyond. Actually, the only time I, I believe that uh, Patrick and I ever dated the same person. Yep. <laughs> Patrick and I dated several of the same people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Pat knows who I'm talking about. That That continued on for years with me. Yeah, that, that was that was awkward. Yeah, I only had the on and off again thing a couple times. Otherwise, it was usually once it was over, it was you know move on. So I I, I get it though. I didn't realize you guys had dated some of the same person too. I guess Mike's the only one who didn't fall in that category. I'm I, Joel. You you know who we're talking about. We're just not doing names. Right. Blonde glasses. Yeah. No, I know. Okay, I was gonna say. Yeah, that that I knew. Uh, I didn't realize it went on that long with you. Well, but, yeah, because I think I continued on back and forth when even into the point where we were barely hanging out. 
yeah, I didn't realize there was a thing there. <laughs> I don't, I mean, that after there was a period where we weren't all talking. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's funny. That's it. That is something I mentioned that uh, we've, we've, between the four of us, there's been some cross pollination. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> cross dating, where we dated some of the same people. Not at the same time, though. Not at the well. Not all, not not always. <laughs> You're gonna want to stop right there. Uh, uh, should we go take a break? So I, can... I think so. <laughs> I need to go. I'm a little. All right, uh, we're gonna be back in a little bit after we start writing down things we need to bleep out in this. Lesson. I was gonna say, how badly is this oh, show gonna I'm need gonna to be, be edited? Yeah, this show's going to sound like one of those emergency <laughs> tests. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike. <laughs> All right. All right, we're going to be back in a little bit, and uh, we're going to talk about dating now, post-2000, for the marrieds and non-marrieds, <laughs> and Pat. All right, back in a little bit. All right, so after that, we're back to see how strange <laughs> this conversation is going to get. Pat got went on a date, broke up, and is back already. Yeah. Yeah, in the, yeah during the break, I went on a date. So uh, We will cover that. My dating life is currently very... It's very something. I'm, I'm making up for... You know, I, I don't... Well, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to <laughs> diagram that sentence for me? <laughs> I mean, my average... You know, amount of dates is you know for a lifetime is still well above average, but I was hitting far above the cycle for many years. So, yeah, and a lot of you, you're not so much it's you're more wide than deep on the dating thing. You know what I mean? True. Yes, but I have had you know I mean I've had some several year relationships, but most of them have been passing ships in the night. All right, so <laughs> that'll work. We'll go. We'll learn with that. Ahoy, matey. It's two pirates high fiving as they go by. So, as the marrieds, that would be just you and me, Josh. Mm-hmm. Do we still date? I mean, do we go out on a? Do we? Do you have yeah, I definitely date? have a like date night. Yeah, we have. But is it technically every time you go out to dinner a date? No, no. There, there's definitely a difference. Like anniversaries would be date nights for say. sure. Definitely. Well, and yeah, so- obviously. But I'm just my point being like. Whether you dress it up or not, it's still a date. Well, that's the thing: is you dress it up, then you're then you're going on a date. But I'm, then, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, being in a relationship and going out to dinner, I mean that that is a form of a date. Uh, yeah. I would disagree, though, because like when Josh, Cause, cause you're, not, you're not at home cooking dinner. That's more. That's not a date. But I mean, if you go out, you can go on a date and go to somebody's apartment and have them cook dinner for you. Would that count as a date? I've done that before. That's one of my go-to moves is you bring a woman to your apartment and you cook a nice meal for her and you'd be like, bam, I got skills. Josh and Sarah go to the the concert thing not that long ago or they go overseas. And is that a date? And then within the date, there are mini dates when they go out to dinner every time or they have breakfast? No, it's a vacation filled with mini dates. Yes. I don't. I, I Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I agree with Mike and Josh on this one. I mean, and that's the thing is uh, certain vacations that we went together, I would say that certain dinners on those vacations were certainly dates, but not all of them. Yeah. Like when we went to uh, uh, Ireland and England, 
the the nice dinners there were certainly date nights. But like the average, just like grabbing f- fish and chips somewhere, I I wouldn't consider them dates. Yeah, grabbing. Well, I think it's one or the other. They're either all dates or they're none of them are dates. That's what no, I'm no. I mean, some of them are dates, and some because some of them you actually go to. You a don't date. You're uh, whatever. Okay, never mind. I'll stop. I agree with you guys. I disagree with that. Yeah. Yeah, because you're preparing in the same way you used to when you were single and dating. I think yeah, that's the distinction not, for me. I, I'm, I think I'm flip-flopping. I think I'm going with the, there, you don't date at all as married couples. I think I just flip-flopped in the middle of my own argument. No, we definitely do date. No, you're not dating. Date dating is a specific thing, and when you're married, you're done dating. Because a date, part of, part of what makes a date is the uncertainty. Oh, trust me, when you're married, there's a hell of a lot of still <laughs> uncertainty. <laughs> that, that's not done. Yeah, yes. You think that ends? You sad, sad boy. You know what I mean. According to the dictionary, a date is a social or romantic appointment or engagement. There you go. See? So if we. Yeah, that's one to, definition. I mean, I'm, that's not the only. I guarantee you there's got to be at least eight, nine definitions in there. There's there's a difference between we have a date night where we are going to a nice place that we wanted to go to, restaurant, and do you want to grab dinner? There's the difference. If you want to grab dinner, is not a date. You're just grabbing dinner. Oh, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying, you know, even a nice dinner is, is not a date. You're, I mean, you're married. You're not dating. You're. I mean, am I going to be the only one saying this is why you're single? <laughs> You're not going to be the only one thinking it. Yeah, I was thinking. I'm not saying you don't go out to a nice dinner. I'm just saying it's not a date. You don't. You're not dating your wife. You already know your wife. You don't need. We have date night and we go grocery shopping. We had a Monday night date. Just because you call it that doesn't make it that you. you Yeah, it is. Just because a a cat is you you can't you can't call a cat a dog. It doesn't make it a dog. You can call call it a kid though. What? At this point, I think I'm just arguing to argue. So let's move I'm on. I'm pretty sure that's true. <laughs> yeah, I think now so. I agree with Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the boy in the well. So, God, when was the last time? One, well, last time any one of us went on a date? Oh fuck. Um, <laughs> well, we went on a really nice double date in New Orleans and had a real nice meal. That was the last date I went on. The last like date date I can think of was a double date that uh, we had with two of her friends, and we went out for Thai food. Well, ask me who I went out on my double date with in New Orleans. No. <laughs> no, no, no. The, no the, the other couple, I'm saying. Oh. oh. Who was the other couple? Mike and Suzanne. And we were on a date, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have been a double date if it wasn't a date. Yep. Bam. <laughs> yeah, talk yourself into a oh, corner. Fine. Well, seeing as I really didn't have a, a huge dog in that fight, I will concede. <laughs> was the dog I mean, a kid? I did. Uh, shut up. <laughs> I did flip-flop in the middle of that argument, so I obviously don't really have a real strong side. <laughs> you win. Married couples can date each other. Yes. Well, seems like such a hollow victory. That's Those are the only kind of victories I give up. <laughs> and there you've seen a little insight into Pat right there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> No, so last date, Joel, you said Josh, last date? Hmm. And I'm not sure that was my truly my last date. It's the last one I can think of that was I thought of as like a date date. Oh, yeah, before Josh answers, so that p- the listeners can feel sorry for me, uh, <laughs> that double date with Mike and Suzanne happened to be three years ago. So, yeah. 
And we ordered way too much food. Single guy living it up over here. <laughs> we did order too much food, but it was goddamn delicious. As a relatively recent single person, and now in a long-term committed relationship that is, as far as I'm concerned, the last person I'm going to date, I, yeah, being single is not all it's cracked up to be. Oh, I, I don't mind being single at all. I just mind being single by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's <laughs> <laughs> get the dictionary out again. You, you go ahead and try and convince me that you know <sighs> being single is not being single. You go for that. I mean, there's aspects of it that are like are if I'm in a room with good. someone, I'm no longer single. No, that's not true. But I, I, yeah, I don't. Anyway, Josh, I'm ready to argue. Apparently, so let's go. Let's do it. I'm actually trying to remember because it was only a couple of weeks ago, but I'm trying to remember the circumstances. Was Sarah there? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I distinctly remember going for dinner in a movie, but the movie must not have been that great. Was it? Uh, well, the last movie I remember you talking about was Simon Hall. That's the last movie I remember. Well, you, you broke up. You broke up pretty bad. What? Oh, once upon a time in the Ho- in Hollywood is the last movie you're talking about to see. I'm thinking there was something more recent than that. Um, Black Panther. That was like two years ago. Yeah, I haven't been to the movies in a while. <laughs> They're going this week, though. True. Uh, spoilers. Yeah, my memory is Swiss cheese right now. I mean, we've we've been out to brunch a couple of times on Saturdays, but that I would definitely say is much more borderline. On whether it's a date date. But yeah, it hasn't been that long since we've done like dinner and a movie. We go, when we go down to Florida, the in-laws will watch the kids and we will have a date night down there. And those are always fun. Those are good. I mean, we've had some recently, like we went out for her birthday last month and wound up at uh, Capitol Grill and stayed up at the, one of the hotels on North side. But, uh, the date, the date nights that we have when we're in Florida are always fun because it's like my sister-in-law and brother-in-law. In-laws watch the kids. They go out to a nice sit-down restaurant, dress up real fancy, uh, have a nice dinner, walk on the beach, come back, that sort of thing. I'm trying to think of the, the most ridiculous one we've had. So Susie and I, what, we start at an Irish pub, and I'm, I order a drink that's called Leap into an Open Grave. It, come, <laughs> it comes in like a 20-ounce mason jar. Oh, God. You get to keep the jar, so that was fun. And then we wind up going to the Hog's Breath Roadhouse just down the street from the Irish pub. And it's ladies' night, so Susie comes in. She gets a Cosmo. I get a drink. She's like, all right, I got to go to the bathroom. She leaves. Now, they had a cover band there that night. And I went over and I asked for You May Be Right by Billy Joel for a cover. And they're like, yeah, okay, we got it. A couple songs go by. Susie gets up and go to the bathroom. She leaves. While she's gone, the band leader's like, I, I, from up front, he's like, Mike, Mike. Mike, Mike. I'm like, what? Oh, he's talking to me. I'm like, okay, what do you need? He goes like, all of us know the music. None of us know the words. Do you know the words of this song? I'm like, yeah, I know all the words. He's like, all right, get up here. So I finish my drink, put it down, walk up there. Now, Suzanne, in her frame of reference, has left me alone for less than two minutes. Gone to the bathroom, come back. And I see her come back, and she walks up to the table, does that, where the hell, looks at me, and the look on her face was just what I said. I left you alone for two minutes, and now you're on stage. So that was fun. That is pretty. That, that's pretty typical, Mike. Though I sang a couple songs with them. That was a good night. It's fun. It is. I remember fun. 
Yeah. <laughs> what? This yeah. isn't fun. I, I used to enjoy fun. You had fun three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, it's sad. <laughs> Let's see. That how being sad is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a, here's a question I put in here. Non-marrieds, how do you live with your loneliness? Um, <laughs> he, he did, and I... Uh, yeah. Porn. Nah, tabs. Yeah. How do you meet people? I'm, I'm actually curious about this. Non-married, how do you meet people now? Uh, I don't. <laughs> personally. I mean, I really... That's not even a joke. I don't. Um, I've tried the whole dating apps thing, and I, I have zero success. I don't... Something about myself that may come as a shock to most people that know me is I don't make very good first impressions because um, I'm an acquired taste, I've been told. Apparently, I offend a lot of people when they first meet me, and you have to get to know me to understand that I'm not serious about most of what I say. So um, I, I can attest to this because the first three weeks him and I knew <laughs> each other, we hated each other. Yeah, you guys did not like each other at all. I don't come across well in like a, like a you know, you have... 30 seconds to make an impression on somebody who's looking at your profile kind of way. So, and I don't photograph well. So the two, the combination of the two, um, that's just your face. I don't have a whole lot of success. Yeah, exactly. Nothing I can do about that. So I don't have a whole lot of success with success with that. So I don't really enjoy the bar scene anymore because I spent way too many years in the bars myself working them. And it's just like, you know, you know, you don't want to hang out where you work, you know? Um, and I work in a field where there's not a whole, I mean, you see pretty much, you know, 80% of the people you see every day are the same people. So there's not a whole lot of people, you know, not a whole lot of single women rotating in and out of the poker rooms. So, I mean, I really just, honestly, I don't, I don't meet a whole lot of people. Um, but that's going to be changing very soon because um, I have hmm. some, something in mind. Oh. He, has a, he has a plan. I do. Does, does she know? Um, <laughs> um I'm going to start. Well, actually, you know, uh, for for various reasons, and this actually occurred to me later that it's going to help my dating life. It wasn't my intention originally, but I'm going to be doing a lot of volunteer work up at my niece's school. And being a single guy, hopefully, there's going to be some single mother that's going to be like, you know, oh God, good. He's talking about the mom. <laughs> I swear, she looked twelve. <laughs> the whole audience was holding their breath for that one. <laughs> Good I wasn't God. even going there. I was just thinking he was going to get kicked out. Oh, Jesus. But uh, that joke was just too easy. <laughs> so were the young ones. Anyway, so, uh, you know, after getting engaged and married at a very young age, at junior in college, uh, it, it was kind of an eye-opener once, uh, you know, I was divorced and trying to date again because when you're younger and you've got your group of friends and you've got all these people around you, especially in college, you're surrounded by potential people. And once you're out of that, like Pat said, you know, outside of the bar scene, at least when, before uh, the, all the dating sites happened, that that was really your only option. If, if you, once you're out of college and I don't have a lot of friends here, so there wasn't a lot of people to, uh, to interact with. So I personally went the, the online route and I had, decent success i wouldn't say i was you know like i couldn't hold all these limes or anything but you know i i uh went on several dates and had you know like i said decent success with with meeting people i make a little better first impression i guess but but uh (laughs) you listed off all the sites down here and um you know there's there's kind of specific sites for specific kinds of people i found so, like, you've got Tinder here, Grinder, Blender, 
okay cupid plenty of fish match e-harmony and i found just for anybody who's out there in the dating scene that fuck the pay sides yeah exactly i mean i none of them work for me at all you know a, a lot of people they fi- they find people at work you know that's a huge way to find somebody to you know to date to be with to whatever to you know and i work with you know mostly all the same people and like they're it's mostly guys and like the game girls that come in and work, like the cocktail waitress types, you know, it's either the same girls that are already taken or they're just so vacuous that I just, I mean. You need some substance, Pat, I, honestly. Yeah. You joke about yourself, but you, you're a guy with some, some intelligence and. Um, yeah. You're pretty damn funny when you want to be. Yeah. So I can't see um, dating somebody that's a, not all there. Well, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm gonna lie that's one of the reasons why i'm still single is because th- there were several times i could have settled down and but i mean it's just one of those things where i don't want to I, I i don't know i don't want to i i don't want to get married just to get married and it's got to be somebody that's really gonna excite me i guess for lack of a better word and yeah i hope to finally meet that person someday it's not that i'm afraid of marriage it's just i'm not gonna do it just to do it and i haven't found anybody worthy of all this yet <laughs> you know, I, I keep thinking uh, that that line in the office where he's like, "Who, who would have thought that dating somebody at work would have consequences?" Right? Yeah. Yeah. They don't. They don't mention that you have to see them every day after. Yeah, I mean that's that's not a good idea. But you know, I tried one of the pay sites because my ex wife had good luck with it. Convinced me that you know maybe that that was a way to go. I signed up, paid my my you know you have to pay a certain amount of months in order to to be on there or. Otherwise, you're paying a much higher rate for a monthly thing. And as soon as I signed up, I met uh, Laura, who now we've been together for a year on OkCupid, the the free site I had been on. And so (laughs) I'd paid all this money. You can't get it back, nor did I really care at that point. But, you know, if you're out there and you're dating, you know, it's 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 better to try the free sites. And OkCupid and Plenty of Fish are the, the two that I use the most. And Plenty of Fish is I would not recommend (laughs) <laughs> in in hindsight but, well, i mean um, if, if you're just looking for just a straight up you know one night stand that's what plenty of fish is best for see i always found that plenty of fish was where it was like where relationships go to die i don't know mm. it's 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 not a good blend of people but okay cupid you know it's like the people that want the match or the e-harmony thing and don't want to pay the money and i've met a lot of quality people on there and didn't go out on dates with you know I can't. I can't even get women on an on an online app to like respond to me. My inbox is like a ghost town. Well, I I had one girl that I was actually talking to. We had a, a we had a like a, a meet for drinks thing set up, and we kept talking. You know, like two or three days later, and we kept talking throughout it. And eventually, she just said, uh, "Yeah, I think," and just blocked me. I'm like, "All right." <laughs> well, and what I, I found out, way, I was way too sarcastic, and you know, and just. All this kind of because she kept asking me like, "What do you mean by that?" I'm like, "It was a joke. Like, why are you getting so worked?" You know, she's like, "You know what? I've had enough of this." I'm like, "Okay, fine. It probably wouldn't have worked out anyway." I can feel that high, strong. You know, well, I'm not the guy for you. What I found out, and and it's coming from a smaller town. You know, we've got 150,000 people here versus if I would have been in Chicago and there was a lot more people around. You know, there's not a lot of people. Number one, which makes it difficult. But I was like, you know, I'm. I don't want to, like you said, Pat. I don't want to just get married again. I don't want to settle down with somebody just to have a relationship. I want somebody that I can spend time with and have common interests and, you know, be the best friend. And so I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to put, this is who I am. 
you know, I'm not going to play like that. Oh, I like long walks on the beach and all that stuff. I'm just going to say, you know, I like horror movies. Halloween is my thing, you know? Yeah. And I honestly, I do the exact same thing. I'm, and I've been told several times that I'm probably way too honest in my, but I just literally just go into every facet of who I am as a person. I'm like, this is who I am. If you're interested, contact me. And apparently it's way too much truth. But you know, if you find that person that has those same interests, you'll end up where I am now, where I've got a person that's, that's, literally my best friend that I love hanging out with. I look forward to spending time with and things are the exact same. They were the first time we went out here a year later. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking. That's what I'm looking for. But I mean, it doesn't just fall on your lap. Nope. Unfortunately, it doesn't look 47 years later. (laughs) We just got to figure out how to, how to make this happen for you, Pat. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I love you. Oh, stop. But you still wouldn't date him. No. No, hell no. <laughs> you can't I, I a lived mess. With, I've lived <laughs> Just, I, I've lived with them. No, I don't. I don't want to date. But I'd give him my kidney I'm, if he needed I'm, it. I'm a, I, I 100 realize I'm a difficult person to get along. I, I 100 realize. If you needed a kidney, Pat, it's yours. Yeah, but I mean, to live with me is a whole other thing. Cause, is that a, is kidneys? We got two of those, right? Yeah. yeah, you can have one of mine too. Then I want, I want one of each of your kidneys right now. <laughs> You can have a small portion of my liver, and uh, yeah, my you don't want any of mine. Yeah, no, I'm not <laughs> asking for livers. No, 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 no. Not from us, <laughs> right? Science no, I know it. better. You want my liver, Pat? I don't know. No, well, I do, I do need a garnish for my martinis so. and a nice candy. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, meeting people. Oh, were you just standing some wood? Adult. What was that? <laughs> Beatboxing. <laughs> meeting people as an adult sucks. I mean, and that's kind of the thing, like, even outside of even dating, meeting people to hang out with as an adult, like finding somebody that you have an, a, you you don't work with, that, so you don't mind up talking about work and just like having to to game with or to just hang out with and go have a cup of coffee with and just to meet another person is really difficult as an adult. And that's probably why we're, you know, 25 years later, the four of us are still sitting here talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i mean, I mean you know it's fine when, if it's, it's hard to find somebody that'll just sit around and cuddle and watch a little house on the prairie with you well i mean you just gotta ring me if you're nearby <laughs> <laughs> and that's just it you know especially the longer you're in a relationship and you start to merge your friends you know your your group grows but uh it's it's hard to meet somebody new and it makes me think of uh i love you man oh yeah jobin because that's that's a lot. That's the way it is. It feels like you're, you know, trying to find somebody to date when you're looking for a new friend. And yeah, it sucks just like dating. Yep. Well, I don't see any way to recover this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we if we we can have a an epilogue and like somebody can go out on a date and I can live tweet it. Well, I I did promise that uh, I would talk a little bit because there there was a bit before I got married. Oh yeah. And, yeah, because right around the time I was, I don't know, started probably around 26 and ended around the time, uh, well, it ended with me basically meeting Sarah and starting the relationship with her that has continued to now. First time I lost a ton of weight, uh, I, I went on this spree of lots and lots of casual relationships and for every casual couple of night relationships or couple of week relationships I had, there was probably a half dozen people I was flirting with. And to be honest, I I liked the fact that I was getting the uh, 
reciprocated attention and I was flirting with people I had zero interest in. And I, I got myself into tons of drama. <laughs> I love flirting. I, I do, though. I love flirting. It's just if you find somebody, I, I, I don't even necessarily have to be interested in somebody, but if they're good at flirting, it's, it's just fun. Well, I definitely crossed the line into like teasing, like too far, like being whatever the male equivalent of a dick tease would be. Yeah. And I definitely uh, was not as responsible as I could have been for a couple of years there and uh, had a lot of really awkward encounters with a lot of really damaged people. And I'm afraid if I'm being completely honest that I caused a little more damage was was not entirely a great person for a couple of years there. Continued with the heavy drinking and the uh, heavy partying and. Oh yeah, my 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 years as a nightclub bartender manager, I was uh, I was not a good person. I did a lot of bad things. things. But I did a lot of I did a lot of well, I had a lot of fun. Other, a lot of <laughs> other things too. Yeah. <laughs> but my 20s I, and my 20s and early 30s, a lot of fun if I remember them correctly, which I think I do. <laughs> I, but I think one of the things to kind of take away from all this is what we kind of touched on earlier is that Throughout all of this in our dating histories, no matter how early it was and how much of it is still going on, you know, we've remained friends with a lot of those people. If not, I mean, maybe not all of them, but, you know, I'd I'd say I'm friends with probably 75 percent of the women I've dated over any like over six months. And I as I said, I, I everybody all but two, I guess, of the people I've dated, I'm I'm still friends with. In some capacity, and when I got married, we had a separate table that was just for ex girlfriends that that showed well, up. Well, I didn't even I didn't even bring mine. Your ex girlfriend? Yeah, to your wedding. You know, it was a table for ex girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, it's where we sat to you there. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's in, it's Inception. I was the ex girlfriend. Ah, you were the entire. What if time. the real ex girlfriend was the friends we made along the way? <laughs> <laughs> My ex girlfriend was the real El Guapo. <laughs> your ex-girlfriend was verbal kent uh i think without uh going too deep into a lot of stuff i think this is about as much as we can say about dating i think this is about, how about how about how about you guys with uh kids that are old enough to get into dating oh, what yeah. are your feelings on this no oh yeah that's a good one that's not even on the show notes here good, good should have been good yeah. call yeah so uh i have two daughters they're both dating uh, not each other. Not each other. <laughs> oh, that would that would save Mike a lot of heartache, but create a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where to take that. But the older one is like she's will go out on a date with a guy. Like there was a a, a guy that she works with asked her out. You want to go see Joker? And she says, "I'm going to go out on a date with this guy on Thursday night. We're going to go see Joker." I'm like, "Oh." She was like, "Do you like him?" Meh. I want to see the movie. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> like, all right well you know at least at least you got a frame of reference on this one you know and they went to go see the movie and i i, I told them you know don't go dinner in a movie you do movie and dinner because that way you can talk about the movie at dinner oh good that's good good idea. Okay, little dating tip from mike right there the other one is got her first boyfriend oh i didn't know that so the little one's got the first boyfriend and I'm full in on the psycho father thing. Like she had him on video chat the other day and she's got her little Bluetooth headphones on and she's talking to him while she's making chili for dinner and she's 
got the the phone propped up on a glass so while she's making dinner and then she goes to the other side of the kitchen to go get something and when she walks away from the camera i've got <laughs> i've got a machete that i use if i need to like clear out some brushes in the backyard and that sort of thing so when she steps away from the camera, I've got a sharpening stone in this machete. I just pop into <laughs> and stare into the camera and sharpen the machete. And when she turns around, I duck back around the corner. <laughs> so, the kid is apparently, from what I hear from his dad, is the kid is terrified of me. I met yeah. the parents, and they're like, "So we hear you have a machete." I'm like, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and the thing is, the dad has a younger, they've got a younger daughter also, and he's like, I'm, I'm going to steal that. I was like, cool. I'm like, yeah, totally. Take it, man. I'll even lend you the machete. <laughs> but, That's uh, amazeballs. Yeah. So, but she's, you know, he's, he's a good kid. I, I know him from church. I've taught him Sunday school. You know, he's, he's into, you know, he can quote Lord of the Rings from pretty much front beginning to end. And uh, she introduced him to Terry Pratchett books and that sort of thing. So it's, you know, it's her first boyfriend, and but you know who's having you know, who's having a lot worse time with it than me is my brother. So we had him over at the house last Friday for pumpkin carving, and then they sat down. All the kids sat down in the in the living room. They were going to watch Nightmare Before Christmas, and he's like, "They're holding hands." I'm <laughs> like, "They're dating." He's like, "Aren't you going to do anything about this?" I'm like, "What?" Give me a suggestion. <laughs> Should I chuck a pumpkin at his head? I mean, what what do you want? Dump some water on him. Yeah, he's right. like, this is this is. I'm not sure. I'm okay with this. I'm like, well, the good news is, you don't have to be. <laughs> right, <laughs> not your issue. I'm okay with it. No, but she's, you know, there. I'm anticipating. Not, not to mention, the kid could probably beat him up. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, and then we had a we had a breakup once where my older one got broken up by. I'm not sure if it was text message or phone call or something like that i think you said he texted her yeah he texted her That's that what i remember yeah yeah it, it you know i don't like you as you know the same way you like me and i'm like you've been dating for a year it is way past the time to pull that bullshit yeah so i was kind of pissed off about that well and, he's a knucklehead anyway she's a yeah. she's a great kid so yeah both are kids are good kids there is a very special guy that is going to be marrying my daughters because i'll tell you right now there's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember she was flirting with that guy at Gen Con. Oh, wait, what? Remember? <laughs> yeah. The, the guy that she like dissed on uh, during the show and then. Oh, the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When she was, when we gave her the chance to, to host. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Ah, she was chatting that guy up for a while. It was, but, uh, it was funny. Uh, as far as mine is concerned, my son who is 14 has still yet to show any interest in, and women, he's well anybody at all. I guess I should say he uh, is more about video games and art and things like that. So he, he's he's not like me in that regard. But Juliana's been dating this same person now for almost two years. Oh, and good kid. I I love him to death. His parents are great people. I I've always told him I'm like you're always welcome anytime. They're they're a good match. So. I had no problem I think with that it. Liking their parents is a big thing. Like if you meet the parents and you're like, oh, then it kind of puts a weird thing on it. I, I met the parents and they're actually coming over for Halloween tomorrow. And apparently, again, video chat going on. She's he wants to know what they should bring. Well, we don't have any soda in the house. Have to bring some soda. And then we hear from the video chat on the on the phone screen. We hear this. 
do they drink wine? <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're going to get along real well. So. But no, that's, that, that's the thing. It's like when you have kids, if you meet the parents and you're like, ooh. Now, I am uh, 100% aware that there is more than likely somebody out there that met me and was like, oh. <laughs> you're no. Hurting. Say it ain't I, so, Mike. See, when, when I was dating, I was always really good with the parents. Like, they always. Oh, yeah. Me. But the I, only had, is- I only had one mother ever that didn't like me. It was uh, one of my girlfriends from high school. And uh, yeah, she saw through my bullshit so fast. And I don't know how, because he was the only one I didn't pull the bull over. I the only the only father that didn't like me is I dated a girl when I was in junior college and pulling the because normally, pull, oh, I'm going to be a director of Christian education. And everybody's like, oh, oh, so nice. So yep. and, you know, and I say, oh, well, what are you what are you doing for college? I'm going to be a director of Christian education. What religion? Like, oh, Lutheran. Uh, <laughs> he, go, he goes, we're Greek Orthodox in this house. I'm like, well, <laughs> not going to be winning well, any friends in this place. That's what he's saying. He's like, well, not all of us. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least we'll get two Easter's. <laughs> but no, I mean it's it's having you know the the dating thing when kids. I like initially my first instinct was if you date any kid that reminds me of me when I was that age, all bets are off. <laughs> yeah, right? you know because I know what I was up to back then. Yeah, and I know how good I was at at, at looking like I was a good boy. We know better. Yeah. So uh, what do you think? Can we wrap this one up? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. We got thumbs up, thumbs down. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give give the majority of my dates a thumbs up. If we got to go through individual ones, we're going to be here a while. We're going to be here all night. Uh, Wow. Uh, So, Joel, what are we doing next week? Mm. Was that enough to, to, to lead into it? No, I thought uh, you, you, were... you mean the yummy sound? What is that supposed to teach you? <laughs> Next week, we are going to uh, head to the jewelry store and check out the dark crystal. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're looking for our older stuff, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, PodverseFM.com, Podchaser, and all over the place, leave us a review. Yeah, and if you want to give us a call, do that at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Yeah. And if you want to date Pat, look him up on Facebook. Yay! Or grind. All, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. We will be next. Be be back. Dark Crystal next week. Come on by. We'll get our gelfling on. Gelfling. Is that a, is that a thing? Smell like gelfling. <laughs> Jesus. Creepy. You didn't know I could do Augur, did you? No, I still don't. Oh, what? I I said a line. I said a line the other day when I was dealing that was so funny to myself that I had to like. <laughs> I literally had to stop uh, and type it into my phone real quick. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. What? Wait. What? Yeah, I was like, I could make a bit around that whole that whole line, that punchline. <laughs> like, I bet you can make a bit around that. Whole yeah, line. because yeah. It was, the, uh, we were talking about um, how because I had said something about 
how anal sex was more popular than regular sex among teenagers now. And they were like, first of all, how do you know that? And second of all, what? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, like, you know, Christian girls, there's a lot of Christian girls that think they're still a virgin if they have anal sex, but not, you know, vaginal sex. Yep. That's true. That's true. And so the the line that I used was, I was like, you know, Jesus turns the blind eye to the brown eye. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. So I, was like, I was like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I made myself chuckle. I did. As the audience. <laughs> you still haven't answered on why you know that. <laughs> anyway, so the uh, the audience loved it. So that's all I'm going to say about that. The audience. Thanks, Forrest. 